Good morning and welcome to our first study in the book of Leviticus. You will be finishing up this month with me, January 31st, and you will be starting next month with me as well as we journey through this book. It should take us a total of nine sessions together, nine daily devotions. And what we're going to do is we're going to pour through this book and we're going to see just how God shapes this incredible book to forecast and to foreshadow the gospel of Jesus Christ. A couple of things that are worth noting. When you come to the book of Leviticus, many, 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 many times in your daily reading, you are quick to just fly through this or to grind through this. And it's because this book can be a bit taxing. It can be difficult. In fact, I won't say who, but there is a man who normally does these devotions who didn't want to do this book. (laughs) In any case, I'm happy to be here with you now because this book contains so many wonderful gospel truths. A few things you might want to know. The book of Leviticus gets its title from the Latin Vulgate, which is uh, the Greek Old Testament that was translated into Latin. And the word in the Latin Vulgate just simply means matters of the Levites. Or in other words, these are matters that are to be considered by the priesthood. Now we, as the priesthood of Christ, we who are made holy priesthood of Christ, of a new covenant, it's very appropriate that we know the things that are going on in this book. Second thing that might interest you before we dive into the scripture itself, God gave this book to Moses. Moses wrote it and he gave it to Moses and the Israelites for the Levites, the priesthood. He gave it to them at the foot of Mount Sinai. So they were looking at the place where they were receiving the Ten Commandments. They had seen God descend in uh, thunder and spoke to them with peals of thunder and lightning. And that's where they received this. In this book, there are five sacrifices that are mentioned, and we're going to cover those as we go along. And the theme of this book really is the fact that God is holy and that we're not holy. In fact, we're sinful. And because of our sin, we need God to do a work for us. And so God offers for the Levites and for the nation of Israel these sacrifices. And these sacrifices are a means to make God's people holy. And we will see how Christ ultimately fulfills that as we pour through this. Now, like I said, there are five total sacrifices. This morning we're going to really cover the first three chapters. So we're going to look at the first three sacrifices, the first three offerings that are made to God. And the first one is just simply in uh, chapter 1, verse 5. It says, Then he shall kill the bull before the Lord, and Aaron's sons, the priests, shall bring the blood, throw the blood against the sides of the altar that is at the entrance of the tent of meeting. In other words, there is a bull that is killed. There is a bull whose blood is spilt, and then it is burned at an altar. 
before the Lord. This first offering is the burnt offering. And in the burnt offering, you see something remarkable that because of sin, because we are not holy, God is going to make us holy, but it cannot be by just wiping the slate clean or sweeping our sin under the rug. Rather, the curse of sin is still upon the nation of Israel and all of mankind, and the curse of sin is death. Death must come. And not only death, but the wrath of God. And we see death being poured out, not against Israel, not against humanity, but rather this death comes to the bull that they kill before the Lord and the Aaron's sons and priests shall bring the blood, throw the blood against the sides of the altar. That is the entrance tent of meaning. There is death there, but not only is there death, there is also a burning. Verse 17 tells us, The priest shall burn it on the altar, on the wood that is on the fire. It is a burnt offering, a food offering with a pleasing aroma to the Lord. We see there that not only is the curse of sin, death, taken up through this bull, but then the very wrath of God, which is observed through the fire, is absorbed in this offering. So the burnt offering points to the death and the wrath of God being satisfied. We move to chapter 2, this grain offering, and it just simply says, when anyone brings a grain offering as an offering to the Lord, his offering shall be a fine flour. He shall pour oil on it and put frankincense on it. And he shall bring it to Aaron's sons, the priests, and he shall take from it a handful of the fine flour and oil with all of its frankincense, and the priest shall burn this as a memorial portion on the altar of food offering with a pleasing aroma to the Lord. But the rest of the grain offerings shall be for Aaron and his sons as the most holy part of the Lord's food offerings. In other words, a grain offering is bought. And it's interesting, it's made out of flour. This flour has been crushed. This flour has been kneaded. This flour has been prepared for this purpose. There is oil that is brought to it. There is an anointing sort of an aspect there. We see obviously the person of Christ there. And then not only is this offering given before God, then a remarkable thing is that the priests, the priesthood, Aaron and his sons, they are sustained through this grain offering. They not only are absolved of their sin because of this grain offering, they live in the strength of this because the grain offering is given to them to be a sustenance for them throughout the rest of their days. And then finally in chapter 3, we come to a peace offering. And in this you see, if, this, if his offering is a sacrifice of peace offering, he, if he offers an animal from the herd, male or female, he shall offer it without blemish before the Lord, and he shall lay his hand on the head of his offering and kill it at the entrance of the tent of meeting. And Aaron's sons, the priests, shall throw the blood against the sides of the altar. Here again we see death. We see a burnt offering. But we see that in laying their hands on the head of this offering, their sins are transferred to this beast. And that because the sins are transferred to this beast, there can be peace with God. So we see the death is absolved through the offering. The wrath of God is poured out against the offering. We see that it's the type of person is this person who has been kneaded out or crushed under the weight of the millstone, has been crushed under the weight of the human workings. And it is a person who is anointed by God. 
we also see that this person, this sacrifice, has all of the sins transferred upon them. When you look at these three offerings, how can you not see the precious working of our Savior, Jesus Christ? So I hope you've enjoyed our first study through the book of Leviticus. We will be back here tomorrow as we continue our study. I look forward to seeing you then.